And now, Touch My Bass Productions presents The Shootout with Bill Lynch. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Wrestling Shootout. I am your host, Survivor of Pain, Bill Blanchard. It is cold and it's windy, it feels pretty damn good if you mind me saying so. <laughs> this is episode 3 of the 3rd season of the Wrestling Shootout. We're here with my co-host, Christopher Dwayne Dickens, the leader, the master, the ruler, the Sith Lord, if you would, of Touch My Bass Productions. Well, the thing online said I was Darth Vader, so... Really? Yeah. You look more like a Palpatine than me. Well, you're an ass. <laughs> But our guest and everything, he's been compared to Darth Maul. He has been compared to young Anakin Skywalker, if you would. Ladies and gentlemen. Adrian Davis? No. That's hey. your fault why you haven't booked him yet. The Power Glove incident. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But anyways, anyways, guys, I'm here to bring in a young, promising talent who retired <laughs> 20 years way too soon before his career. But we're going to get all <laughs> the truth to all that right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Caleb Stovall. Welcome back to the show, bro. <laughs> Hashtag. What's up? What's, What's up? up? How you been? What's up, everyone? Uh, you know, Chris, this this is a little this is a little different. You know, I just want to say, you know, almost I want to be like, hey, let's shoot this. <laughs> You already know what's going in there right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not pooping in the toilet today, man. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting, some, we're getting some wrestling talk right now. I don't yeah. know if I flip what's going I, on in the music for world the record, or the video game world. For the record, all the ballerinas, I'm not all retired, the, all the, by cap, the way. All the cap dancers you've got out there. Are you wrestling anywhere? What? The no, not right now. Exactly. But <laughs> you're semi-retired. Yeah, semi-retired. I'm on the never say the never call. kind of deal. You're just waiting for the phone call to get booked, right? Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for the one up in Connecticut. Yeah, up in Connecticut, huh? Yeah. Holding out for a good position, huh? Yeah, right. Well, is it his position on Stephanie or Triple H? <laughs> uh, I'll let you know. Hey, wait for Bruce Pritchard to hire him. <laughs> exactly. Hi, damn it, Bruce. <laughs> Caleb must pose. Oh, that him. Oh, God. <laughs> Pronouns, pal. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, Chris. I'm I just done. did I'm a spit out. take. <laughs> oh God, he's a he he's a Paul Heyman product. Take. We literally just had a spit take from Chris Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Surge. <laughs> That's what I'm drinking. <laughs> Sponsored by Surge and Green Monster and Circle Cage Polo Pop. It's oh, black. Don't hear Mountain this. Dude. <laughs> Anyways, guys, let's get the walk. Yeah. Let's get a step a little bit. We got a lot to go over tonight. Right. Um, Caleb, I had you on the last show, and I try to explain to you my show is not to check out the viewers here. We want to get to the dirt. We want to get to the to the real stuff here. So <laughs> I know you told Christopher that you wanted to come clean and how you truly felt about the final days of the AWF in your career. That big opportunity you have for the AWF Championship against Justin Chambers. You seem like you had everything going for you. Yeah. And then boom, it all just stopped, man. Let's, let's, where do you want to start at, man? You want to start where you defeated us or the night, the night, the big one, you're going against Chambers? Honestly, we could start from uh, from that night that I had like my first wrestling match. Well, let's go, man. Uh, you know, what, like, what's, what's the story behind it? Uh, well, you know, first of all, that was unexpected. You know, very unexpected. I didn't know if I was really ring savvy or ring ready for. Uh, for that for that night or for for that matter for instance i guess and uh, you know I, I i don't know like i just like i i kind of felt like i wasn't ready 
but they had enough faith in me so like I, I gave it my all that night and it was uh, really weird because it was raining and I and I kind of was was just like why the why are we like wrestling in in uh, a wet ring <laughs> that, it kind of doesn't seem that safe to me but it, it wasn't was, safe it was at all fun. but some people insisted on it not nearly but Rickens <clears throat> sorry yeah yeah. He was shut this down. will be the last he episode was, of the shootout with Bill Blanchard. Was, I'm officially canceling he, it. He won't shut down. This is the last meal Chris Dickens will ever eat. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I mean, I'll, I'll reality. Stay tuned though. for the new and improved series corner. <laughs> <laughs> and your rating, and your ratings just died. But it was, uh, it, it, it was, it was really good the way that it was done, you and, know, and the I, way I, that. I gotta be honest though, man. Okay, I'll bullshit aside here. When I saw that, that match, it was a tag match. Right, right, correctly. Yeah, and it I was. Saw, I, I tagged with Redneck Gray. Dude, I saw some talent you had. You bought some intensity in into the ring and everything and I was the one that came up with the idea I brought out my head to preach and preach and preach to Jay because he just didn't see it at first <laughs> I talked it over to CJ no he was like you want me to do 45 minutes for his kid and I said remember what Flair did for Sting in 1988 the first clash of champions because it was just like I said you had a good attitude, you had ambition, you had some passion, and you actually had some uh, stamina, and you were in decent shape at the time to back it up a little bit. I figured if anybody could do something, and at the same time, we were trying to find something to fire up CJ, because he was having some crappy matches. I couldn't get the guy to do anything with me good. He wasn't really, I mean, all the hype we had at the Halloween Massacre show against Nightstalker, that, that, that was a flop. You know, like, what yeah. the hell? But I thought, whoa. Well, you know, a new blood might put some new power, passion in him. That's exactly. You were the, probably the best thing that happened to that man in a long time because you brought something yeah. out of him that night. Where to keep up with you, he had to really step up his A game. And all the credit goes to you, not with my friend. Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing about that because uh, that idea was floated like like immediately after the tag match I heard that I had with uh, Redneck Ray. And it was against... Uh, uh, Night Stalker and Christian Fury and those guys knew what they were doing and everything like that so I felt comfortable with that situation and everything like that I was like I was like I know they're gonna you know be cool with me and everything and stuff like that but I heard that idea someone told me that you had mentioned that and uh, <laughs> even I was just like is he out of his mind like are you, I, I, I don't know like I <laughs> that that, that 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 would be cool, and yeah, I would take the opportunity. But even I was just like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. But then well, for what, me, what, I saw I saw a spark. Yeah, and I just want to pour gasoline over. Well, we'll see. What what got me ready for that was that series of matches I have with Oz, because Oz is like like one of the most underrated performers here in Augusta, in my opinion. Like the guy's like really really talented. Uh, you know, the, the the guy knows his stuff. Everything. He's very creative, and he can move around for a big guy. You don't, you don't see that. You know, uh, he's definitely not Chris Dickens and everything like. Oh, that. gee, thanks. <laughs> I, and just, I, I, and I, I, I just cut shooting the shit down to thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, so um, you know, like, but but me and him, we had we had what I felt was an amazing match at Halloween Massacre with uh me and oz and it was in front of a lot of people uh that that really hadn't been out to awf in a lot in, in a while for that matter like like it was in front of a lot of people for like what we 
have been used to drawing in. Would you two not agree with that? I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, I, I, so I felt like me and him, we kind of stole the show and everything like that. And even Chris uh, Wiggins himself was like, and Daniel May were impressed. You know, they were like, they were like, they were like, wow, that was actually better than I thought it would be. So that that gave me a sense of you know confidence it and was, everything like that. It, it saved the event in my opinion um, because I, I blame one hundred percent on the Booker on this. You don't put two guys in the opening match with what well, had been in the ring in the year two fat guys, overweight guys, a match where nobody gave two shits about. I mean, it was like. That's your first taste of the price, the first taste of how the, how the open night's going to be. And I'm not trying to disrespect Glenn Bill or Redneck Ray, but they were not the pair to match together nah, for the opening night. No, it wasn't Redneck match. Ray. It was Redneck. It was, uh, not it, Redneck it Ray. Was the, Tony, uh, Tony, Tony, excuse me. It was Tony. Yeah, Tony. I thought that was Redneck Ray. Yeah. Both of them remind me a little. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, even Tony will agree Tony that match Glenn was Bill. not great it that night. It was freaking horrible. I'm totally um, worried. Where are you thinking? I was just trying to find you know, the guys to work. I'm like, it doesn't freaking matter. But, you know, not even from a crowd aspect, right? Like, there was also wrestlers that hadn't been there in a while yeah. for AWF that wrestled that night. They wanted to be a part of the event and everything. So, like... That was really cool. So I got a chance to shine for everyone in that event. But then, like, I was like, okay, uh, very next event, 30-minute Ironman match for the uh, AWF title. And here was the thing. I was scared shitless that night because I had, first of all, I had not done a main event like that. And second of all, I had never called anything out in the ring like that before. So I didn't know what I was doing. was called baptism of fire yeah i see that so like i just took it and ran with it i was like all right well you know how to do these so i'll just we'll just go with it and i don't know what it was i can't you know it, it, it's like it's like the rock in austin i'm by no means comparing us two to that but like you know uh, it, it just kind of felt like that connection. Like, like there was we a chemistry like, there. there. Yeah, there was a chemistry that I don't think we knew that we had. Like, I had never hung out with CJ like that before. He had been in a couple of training sessions and everything, and he almost broke my damn nose on the mat one time. You too? <laughs> but, you know, so uh, I, I didn't really know anything else about him other than that and that he was a Dogs fan. But, like, you know, we, we, we had never... We had never hung out like that before, but somehow we had that chemistry of just, I knew what he was thinking and, and he knew what I was thinking that night and it worked. And, and then like, I got compliments galore after that. And it was just like, okay, you know, like I'm feeling this, like it's full force from here now kind of thing. And it, it was a great night. It was a special night for me. It, it was a night that was like filled with emotions for me. Cause it was that sense of like, wow like you know this is something i love like more than life itself almost and like you know awesome I, I this is cool but i want it bigger you know kind of thing um so yeah that's just that's just a little bit about that night i guess you uh, were chapstick i'm just curious no why i could have fooled me next question <laughs> Basically, his best way of saying you were kissing CJ's ass so God, much, you might want to make sure. I'm not. I'm up. not trying to kiss CJ's ass. I really am not. I promise you. Like, 
Like, trust me, like, like, yeah, like, exactly. Like, exactly ask me, ask me something else now, you know, about <laughs> that, okay? But I'm saying from a, from an in ring perspective, I'm just, pulling, I'm just pulling your leg, man. I'm just pulling yeah. your leg here. But like, yeah, it's not I mean, exactly I mean, how you know, like, like, gonna go, but. like, 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 you you know how it is. Like, 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 you guys have been in the ring before. Like, like, you just have that connection with someone that you're just like, whoa! I didn't know that we could have this kind of a good match together like this. A thing that kind of thing. Wolfgo, you have a comment? No, the only Ladies and gentlemen, Wolfgar, the young crown heavyweight champion, man who never <laughs> lost. He was screwed and stripped by a man named as uh, Mask Fury. You know the guy didn't wear his mask, or he actually he leaves his mask as underwear tour. I don't know if you knew that or not. I thought his but wife wore it. His wife wore it too. <laughs> yeah. No, the only one I can say I've had that kind of chemistry is is actually with Bill. Who? With you. Oh me! Oh, the survivor of pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah some damn good. Yeah. I, I, I feel, okay. I'll, I'll bullshit aside, man. I, the same <laughs> I will say that we, we, we out of everybody other, that I fought, I have never went full out, strength to strength, toe to toe with, and actually had somebody keep up with me like you have. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. But and uh, I mean, Chris Diggins, and, then, Chris and we never pulled back. No, we never no, pulled. No, never pulled we, back. We use full strength. You know, I think yeah. Chris Dickens, you know, this, this guy here has had chemistry with a lot of people. I mean, with with, with, with Charlie, Anarchy, <laughs> I mean, Justin Chambers, Draven. This guy was obsessed with this guy, but he has some of the most five-star matches. I mean, this guy got in the bed with Christian Fury. This guy got in the bed with Chris Wiggins. And don't get me started on Daniel E. Man. These guys had a ton of chemistry. And had it, swear, and this had guy it, went through more guys jealous. than Brian Clark with women. I mean, seriously. And hey, man, had it been in the Tokyo Dome, it would have won six stars. It would have won six stars. <laughs> oh, God. Dave Meltzer. <laughs> But no, this like, is like, 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 like Omega's ever done. But yeah, like in all seriousness, you know, like that's just the way I felt about him in the ring, kind of thing, you know. And uh, but that, but that in all was a good night for me. Just you know, just uh, uh, you know, just because like it, it was like I was truly living, you know, a dream kind of thing. Like I had finally been in a main event kind of thing, you know. But then after that happened, though, I mean, the whole disaster thing happened with 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 with. You know, Fury lying to, the, to his board members, his business partners, not being upfront and honest with us. You know what I'm saying? We had to shut down. You know what I'm saying? And, and they never had a show. I mean, you were promised uh, to win that title. I mean, we were putting all of our, you know, our, our, our money on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When it finally fell through, man. Tell me your real freaking thoughts about it. I mean, honestly. All right. So, okay. Now, here's, yeah, here's where I want to say this about that. All right. So here's what happened, okay? I get a call from CJ, and he tells me that, uh, hey man, uh, we're gonna turn you into a super baby face, and you're going to have another main event with me, you're gonna get screwed out of it somehow, and uh, you're gonna uh, become, or you're going to eventually become the champion. Chip. And this so I was like, three match series, okay? Right. You got to screw that. I draw the first time. I went to the time of draw. The second match, you got to thank you one, but see his foot was on the rope. Right. You know, and Reppy catch it. I mean, can't realize, oh, no, 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 no. And as right. you were being distracted from victory, he was going to hit you behind the road. You up, boom, 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 and get a freaking three count, you know? Right. A little bit of controversy there. Well, so I did. The didn't... third meeting was going to happen, and then you would have gone over. Right. So I didn't know, like, 
the entire plan because I just knew a certain part of the plan but like and, and that was all I knew right right but then like I want to say either a week or two later and Chris you remember this because you were a part of this mm -hmm. so you can help me out with this was they called me uh, it was Chris Jay and CJ I want to say uh, it sounded like I was just doing a little mini rap there, but, no. <laughs> but, uh, so what happened was is they called me and we met at, uh, in Evans and they were like, Hey, would you like to come in and be part of the creative team as well? Which is something I was interested in, in, in experimenting with. Because I was like, if wrestling, you know, doesn't work out with the in-ring stuff, then, like, I would always, like, I was always interested in storylines and, and, and creating stuff like that, you know? So, like, and, and I don't really know the full story. Chris, can, can you help me out with, like, the rest of that? Uh, basically, what we had the idea of was uh, we wanted more people on the creative side of things, writing storylines, coming up with matches. No, no, the thing so. was, someone thought, we need a young mind, a younger generation figure half a younger generation thought like some of us were just stuck in the old school way maybe right. a new mind might bring in new ideas uh -huh. that's what Vince supposedly had to do they could hire young, young writers to try to come up with stuff that's basically what the aspect was I mean, of that's it. what the yeah. idea was yeah well so um and, and i was all i was all cool with that like i was like i was like wow uh that, that'd be really cool and i want to say this might have happened before the uh the 30 minute Iron Man match or after I, I, I want to say it happened before because I remember after the 30 minute Iron Man match people were coming up to me asking me about storylines and I went uh I, I don't know anything about that like like you have to talk to Jay or you have to talk to CJ and that was always what the most frustrating thing about AWF was for me was who was in charge for real kind of thing you know oh my god seriously really who was really in charge of AEW Chris do you want to take this or should I take this well you take it y'all bull crap you freaking take it who was in charge of oh for crying out loud I'll do it I'm like dude every single time I turn around we're trying to say something no we had a board you know right. everybody know Pacific, who Pacific in charge but here's the problem that me and Christopher well, I guess you could say CJ. I don't know where his mind is nowadays, but as far as back then goes, I mean, we all we, we, we were all like considered owners of the company. Okay, I bought the ring. Chris was doing the editing and, and the software. Jay had the property, you know, and CJ kind of bought. You know, he was supposed to have been in charge of talent relations as far as the indie experience. So we just kind of allowed CJ, you know. Yeah. What's the right word? Grandfathered in as an owner. He was great. All, me and Jay and Chris were owners. Now, Jay's going to sit there and say some old, old school stuff, blah, 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 back in the day. But in 2014, when we decided to get serious about it, we're trying to go somewhere with it. You know, that's when we, that's how we decided who was in charge of the John Rusty Foundation. You know, because I, I had uh, gotten the wrestling ring for AWF. Chris was in charge of, you know, showcasing this in the media kind of sense. You know, and then Jay had the property once he stole the ring. Okay, now Jay, on several occasions, you know, tried to freaking pull rank on us, and me and Chris would always would, would argue about this. Okay, 
Now, when it came time we were moving the ring, you know, we said this in the, in the past, we said this in the shows, and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna reinvent and, uh, and tell you this year again, okay? For three or four consecutive weeks straight, I told Jake, I got you all, I'm gonna get in the ring. No, 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 Bill, 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 Bill. Ha, ha, ha. I talked to my neighbor, I talked to my neighbor. He's got a trailer, he's gonna do it for you. I'm like, well, Jay, I'll just get the freaking you all. What's the big deal? No, no, dude, I, I, I'm trying to save you some money, man. I'm trying to save you some money, man. My neighbor said we'll do it and everything. I'm like, okay, trying to be a trustworthy business partner here. Mm -hmm. Christopher was too. You know, the same week. What's the deal with the ring, dude? Oh man, I'm still trying to move my stuff out. Well, damn, dude, I'm off today. I'll get to you, haul. Let me let's get started. No, 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 dude, dude. My, my, my neighbor, my neighbor, dude. You said you said you, you, you never was gonna do it last week. Oh man, something came up. Something came up. You know, the next week, the same old song and dance. Next week, the same old. So finally, I said, look, I'm getting to U-Haul tonight. You know, I remember going to his house. You know, he's there. Well, his wife is there. Yeah. You know, and. His wife made a reference to me. You're not getting a ring, Bill. Well, you know, I, 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 and and I've, I've I've heard that story before, but you know, I, I think even like like for me, it, it kind of goes back a little bit even before that, um, which was like 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 when I had the title run. You know, I don't want to sound cocky or too big for my britches or whatever, but like. I generally felt like AWF had a lot of momentum at the time. We did. Where where we could have e where we were even talking about trying to get a gym to See, go that's in. What me and like like kind of what kind of what UCW uh, has now kind of thing. You know, I I felt like we could have had that, but we had like I mean, and hell, it's still even there. Like 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 we had our own like you know mini television show kind of like you know hell it was on the internet but it was still you know it's a lot better than what some others had i mean we at least had a place to broadcast something you know mm -hmm. kind of thing and i and you know this is where i don't want to try to sound cocky but this is just generally how i felt at the time i felt like i was a big reason for a lot of the momentum that awf was having and the reason I felt that way was I was, was it was because I noticed that before I came into the fold, it was just not. There's not a lot of. It was there was not a lot of there for AWF. You know, Taylor, there, 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 was like there, there wasn't much the anything. You were the freshest blow we had since the Alba era. Yeah. AWF. Okay. When Alba came in, we had a lot of young guys. Okay. And let's face it, some of the guys, some people brought in. I'm not putting 100 blame on you, Chris. I'm just. You brought in Del Sherrill and Jimmy Cruz, those half-ass indie fucks. No offense <laughs> to Jimmy Cruz, mainly toward Del Sherrill. Yeah. He thought he knew what he was talking about. He's going to try to tell me a DDT's a hope spot. Yeah, yeah. you told Jake the Snake and Michael PSAs aren't interested. A DDT's a hope spot. Yeah. Whatever, kiss my ass. And um, <clears throat> those, the, younger t the younger talent, even a guy like John Snake, you know, yeah, I was his name, Snake. Well, I was his name, Snake. Anyways. We're getting abused in the ring, okay? Pushed all of our young talent who made them hate the business and everything. Like, look, guys, all we are is just punching bags for the veterans. Nobody was not interested in trying to make 
wrestler superstars. So when you came into the fold, I was the first one that says, no, we're not going to use Kale as a punching bag, man. Let's get this guy a little bit of rub here. Let's sprinkle some Chris Dickens juice or Bruce Pritchard would say Vince McMahon juice on him. You know, give it a little bit of shine. And I say Chris Dickens juice because Chris no was, Chris Dickens no, juice on no, you. No, <laughs> Listen to me here. Listen to me. You, you're missing the point here. Chris. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I you was had, told I was better than Chris Dickens at, at general managing. <laughs> well... You okay. had to bring that sour note up. I'm not going to go. I'm, I'm not going to comment on that. Damn it. What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> I'm just saying Christopher I had, had the ability to make shit look like gold. That's what. Yeah. No. 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 And, 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 we and for real, to give you, I agree. I, I had to convince this to Jay. Jay was like, "So you mean to tell me this guy could just freaking walk right off the street and am I get a title shot?" Yeah, that's the kind of mindset I was going up because I said, Jay, you missed the point. A young talent, a hungry young lion who wants this, who's passionate about it. We train this guy hard for three freaking months. Let's give him a bone. Let's give him something here. And let's give younger talent realize, look, guys, if we look what a different Caleb Stovall, look what we can do for you, okay? At yeah. some point, you have to get past your own freaking ego, yeah. okay? That's the whole freaking point. At some point, it stops being about you. At some point, it comes time for you to give a little. Quit yeah. just taking and taking and taking. Well, okay? you know, like... like I, I know me and Jay would debate that all damn day long, but that's how I felt at the time. So when you came in the picture, yes, you're absolutely right. You started to give momentum. The youth... As I call it, the founder of youth was starting to come back in a little bit here. And yeah. we were getting momentum. The crowd was getting into the crowd. Dude, we, people were jumping off their freaking, you know, their, their seats. They were, you, know, you didn't have asses in the seats. They were all standing up, screaming hollering, we want freaking more. Yeah. And that's what that, wrestling was all about to me. And in fact, that, that, that last show that we had at AWF. And that's what um, I'm talking about. That last one, like... Which, for me, it was, like, one of the most disorganized events. And, Chris, I mean, I think even you guys admit I, it was. I, I like, agree. It well, was. Like, uh, I, I, I don't think anyone knew what was going on. But that was the well, night the that I was is, supposed to get. what to freaking do. But, yeah, certain people, Caleb, they're in business for themselves. Right. They were in business. Well, somewhere. see. There was somebody in the crowd that night. Well, I can't, I can't make this guy look like shit to save my ass. Yeah. They were thinking about themselves and other promotions. Well, see, once again, like, like, like during that night, though, even though it was so chaotic and everything like that, you know, I, I, I'll leave this up to to, to y'all's opinion. You okay. know, I, I I don't I don't know, but I felt like mine and CJ's match was still like the best of the night. It like was, it was the match, mind. the best match. He's talking about the one that took place in January. Yeah, not not not, not the thirty not, minute not Iron 30 Man match. The one before, the one not, after that. Not that one. That that event was still pretty good in and of itself. But like, no, I'm talking that last AWF oh, show that we had, match, uh, where I got screwed where... out of the title. Yeah, I thought that was a UWW show Jay was trying to do. Hey, hate to say it, Bill. More people more excited to do UWW than AWF. And I but says, it, Jay, they just want to wrestle, dude. They don't give a shit crap. What it was that it? night. It was that night that, that the twins January. got in. The twins debuted. Yeah, that night. Yeah. The Which, night where uh, oh, the night where nobody had no freaking interest themes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like I, it, but. You know, like I said, you know, I I don't want to try to sound cocky or toot my own horn or anything, but I did generally feel like I was a part of the momentum of that because, like, I just noticed that there were more people coming, and it was like I was like, you know, I I I, I kind of like felt I kind of felt like I was part of that reason. Yes, you were part of that here. But Christopher, say something here. I'm I'm tired, but don't want shooting on Jay here. You feel the exact same fucking way. You cussed Jay out. You were like, Jay, we got to keep, we got momentum going. Why are you trying to freaking? Because I saw it. We need exactly. I saw I saw the momentum. I felt like I felt like I felt like we had like a lot of momentum, 
and then like all of a sudden that was just gone yeah and, it, and 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 we had like all of these plans and it was just like what the fuck yeah like, i mean the momentum was there and we wanted to keep going and the plan was to move it into like you said move it into a gymnasium yeah. and, and get the momentum going and have the shows out in harlem for free to build it up but then have the big show in a gym or something yeah and and you know here's the thing you know I, I which I, I know this is the shootout and everything i don't i don't have anything bad to say about you know these gentlemen as far as from like 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 the booking and stuff like that because like i i I wasn't really a part of that i i don't know even though i was brought in to like help a storyline i don't think i ever wrote one storyline for awf i i I didn't focus on that i was it's like it's like this man you're getting bullshit off your chest yeah like it was just we're not trying to freaking hate on nobody we all made some i just hate the fact that lord knows unlike some people i'm not afraid to admit my mistakes i just hate the fact that that we let egos and we let you know bitterness at times and we let you know just a lot of things bring us down when i felt like we had mom- we had momentum and we could have capitalized on it like ucw could be awf right now this is no jay you freaking put that man to mind chris's back and Jay will deny it. Jay says, y'all don't understand from my point of view. Chris, help me out here, man. It's basically Freak what he did. Did he, not, did, he, did he not say that shit? It's exactly what he did. When I called him up to say, we got to keep going, people are asking when the next show is. We've got so much momentum. I was, was asking when the next yeah. show was. And he's I was like, like, I, was like, I, I, I set ready. up a show in February, in January. We did it. It was crap. I said, well, I want to redo it. Scheduled it for February. He canceled it. He, he laid claim it was too cold to do shows. I was, I was excited about the. I'm thinking about the children. At the Wait, time, I was, I was, I was. We've done it in Lawrence. Yeah, I was excited about like, you know, the, the potential the, the, prospects that you yeah, were getting ready to the roll into. The opportunities that I yeah. was getting, the the types of rivalries I could have had with mm-hmm. people, the the types of people I could have stepped. And in he the shut ring that with. down when we were ready to move the ring. I yeah. made the call. I was getting ready to get the ring. Why are you going over my head? Thank Not you. Not going over your head. That. Thank you. Not going over your head. I'm but supposed dude, to be your business partner. partner. We're, we're partners here, okay? And, 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 and that bill is ring to begin with. Yes. Yeah. And I don't. You know, and, and you know, I, I don't, I don't really know. You know, like 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 the full story with that. You know, but like. But you're telling your viewpoint. Yeah, like, like, but from my viewpoint, I felt like I was pissed because I felt like we had a lot of momentum. Even if it was, even if it wasn't that much. Okay, let me put it to you this way: If we didn't have momentum, tell me why Chris Wiggins and Daniel Maine was there on Halloween Havoc that, or Halloween Havoc, because Halloween Massacre. We were making that some night. noise. We were making some good impact. We we're having some good shows. Exactly. And they could be their scout talent, or they want to know, hey, let's see what they're doing here. I mean, exactly. They, we, we made some I kind felt of like noise. I the, felt the like we were. Attention. I felt like we had a lot of momentum, not even from just the the type of product we were putting out, but from the things that we were doing with people. Like like we were training guys. There there were guys that were coming out there to train, you know, with us and stuff like that. There were people that wanted to get better with us, you know, kind of thing. I felt like this could have been something more. Than even what they had envisioned, like it could, it like it was going in so many different directions, and those directions were good. But the problem, once again, to me, was who the fuck was really in charge of everything. Because okay, I'll give you, I, I, I'll tell you this example. I've told Chris this, right? But I remember the the um, the day, or not the day, but like like during the day, right before uh, Halloween Massacre started, we were doing training, right? 
and it was supposed to be to see what the trainees uh, had at the time. I was past that. I was I was wrestling with Oz and stuff like that. They already knew what I could do and everything. So this was for the you know other guys like Justin Hancock or the Hancocks in general, uh, the twins and um, some other people, right? And um, everything was fine with that. Don had already you know judged everyone and stuff like that. Everyone was trying to get ready for the show. Then some other guys showed up who had not been there in a while. Charlie Anarchy, Jeremy Cruz. I mean, you know, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. Those are the ones. Like, yeah, those are the guys. And they showed up, and then it was like everyone had to get back in the ring. And I'm looking at Chris like, dude, like, I I'm trying to, like, help y'all get, like, ready. And they're trying to, like, use me as a punching bag, I guess, kind of thing, which I understand. I gotta take my chops and licks, you know, just like everyone else in the wrestling business, but like it was just like, I'm trying to get ready for a show kind of thing. I've got a big match with Oz, I've gotta help with production and stuff like that, so. And it was one of those instances where it was just like, everyone kept putting input in into AWF, but no one would actually tell these guys, hey no, you guys aren't in charge, you guys are just wrestlers. Yeah, I think I remember that night, I finally had to put my foot down and say, hey, out of the ring, we gotta get ready. And it was like five minutes before showtime. It really was, and, and, and that's the type of stuff that pissed me off because I was just like, you know, I know everyone will, ha you know, has their stories about Flatline and everything, but I can tell you this from a, you know, organization standpoint, that they had their shit together when it came time to tell the wrestlers, hey, we've got an hour before we let people in, everyone out, kind of thing, and everyone listen, kind of thing. So... That was what we needed at AWF, and we could have done something with it. But the problem is, is we didn't have it. And we were making cards up literally before the show started. We were turning into Nitro kind of thing. Like, we were, we were, we were coming up with cards the as the event is, co was the going problem, on. The problem is with that, though, Kale, every time we would try to plan cards in advance, we would try to put a card the day before, day, two days prior, a week prior. How many times do you think all of a sudden, Oh, I'm sorry, man. I can't come to show up. Nah, man, I can't get off work. I got booking someplace else. Or, you know, a lot of times we wouldn't know who's going to show up. We try to play the key players. We know we're going to be there. But even sometimes they would cancel. And I agree with that. that like, that, I mean, that like, the problem. I mean, like, to, you know, like you know. Oz Knight, I love him to death, you know, kind of thing. Uh, you know, and, and, and he has helped tremendously, obviously, with my wrestling and stuff like oh, that. God, I but, but I, no, yeah, I think you remember this. Like, oh, like, I think it might have even been that night that I fought uh, CJ and I got screwed out of the title kind of thing. It was. I think it, it was. It was. Like, we didn't know if he was coming, and it was literally we were about to start the show. And, like, five minutes later, yeah, he messages everyone and be like, yeah, I'm on the way here. And he shows up, and all of a sudden. And we well, had to change the entire I'm card. Working, I'm not working with Bill or something like that, and I was completely taken out of it. And I, looked at CK, I don't CK, know who CK, he was supposed to work CK with before. He wasn't supposed to work anybody at that point because we'd I already rolled him out. You were booking with Jay Stone. No, I was working with Jay Stone. And then when I he showed, showed up, up, I want Jay Stone. Well, he's working against Bill. We'll do a triple threat match. Oh, I'm not working with Bill. That was the night Wolfgar had his nose broken and teeth mashed out. He still wrestled. I, I still had three matches that night, yeah. spitting blood. Ooh. Yeah. And, and and so I'm supposed to do match with Jake Stone. Yeah. You know, one on one. Finally, I get a chance to work with him. I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. I shows up telling CJ, I want to work Jake Stone. Well, he's working Bill. I do a triple threat. He says, No, I'm not working Bill. 
Yeah. She just said, oh, Bill, I just, I'm hating this to you, Bubba. I got to take you out of the freaking match. That, Dude, yeah. That was just like, it, it, it was just like, yeah, we, we just that didn't have any organization as far as that kind of goes. But other than that, you know, and, and, and not to, you know, kiss anyone's ass or anything, but, I, you know, as much as, like, those were bad memories of AWF, I cannot take away from my time at AWF because it helped me, you know, get in the ring it gave me my shot to show me hey maybe i do have a future in this kind of thing you know so like if like i ever get famous enough to do anything i will tell everyone i'll be like yeah i started in awf like that was my start thing that always hurts me and everything thing that always hurts me when people make comments Wow, Jay, all he had to do was get rid of Bill and Chris. You actually made something yourself with UCW. You're like, well, Bill, how can you freaking argue that? And I says, Jay, I'll never forgive you all the crap that you've put me and Chris through over the last year and a half of AWF, man. You had no, I can tell, I, tell, I can't say enough. You have no idea the kind of hell me and Christopher went through. And finally, me and Christopher says, you know what? When, Chris, when Jay turns around and says and orders Christopher to do something with editing, yeah, you know, yeah. I walked away. That, that was it. That was, that was the strawberry camel's back. And he goes sit there and lie to my face. And then TMB was born. And TMB. TMB <laughs> was born. Hey, something good came from all that. TMB was born. TMB was born yeah. after that. I only got one thing to really say is that all my years with AWF, I had a great time, but there were just too many damn egos and too many people who thought they were better than everybody else. Yeah. The last two I, years they was the fucking worst My thing times. is everybody was on the same playing field and should have been taking orders from the people that they needed to listen to, but yeah. their egos was too damn high and their head was stuck so far up their own ass that it wasn't funny. Yeah, that's the, funny only, that's the only anymore. problem that I really had was there was too many damn egos and yeah. I know who the biggest fucking one was. Go ahead and say it. CJ. He has, to me, CJ had the biggest fucking attitude out of every single one of them there. I can name more than that. But to me, he you know, is he's the, he's the one that had the biggest ego out of everybody. Well, like I, you know, like I, I and and like I said, I don't, I, I never really, you know, I, I I can't talk shit about CJ like that because I never really had a problem with CJ like that, and the fact that he was willing to get in the ring with me and and have that main event and 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 we could have that kind of match, you know, that that's one thing with with me and him. But I will say though that like. Um, you know, I, I I don't know who really made the decisions when it came to who winning the title and and stuff like that. That that did kind of seem weird to me, kind of thing. Which time we talking about? Even like even like the the first night I was there and we had that rumble and like and like even Alan agreed that 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 ma- that that show was horrible, and it was. It, it was. So it became so a bad. music video. It was. <laughs> well, that was it was okay. awful. That was our first show we had like five months, and we were trying to work the kinks out. I mean. Yeah, of course. I mean, had, I mean, like of, we had a lot of rust right there. I mean, oh yeah, and, and, and I, 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 I agree. I, I was proud of everybody that, that put it forth for good effort. Not what the best show ever did. But, but I didn't know that he was either. the booker and right. stuff like that. Well, and then, the and then thing. someone it told me he was the booker. He was the booker, but he didn't book himself become the champion. That was my call. Oh, okay. I, I made that decision. I told everybody that CJ did not book himself to be the champion. As it was also he his call and my title. call to put the belt he on you. He had lost the title in 2009 against Chris Dickens and never won the title that. back. He didn't win the title back at all, did he, until that, till 2014. Right before until 2014, correction. yeah. That's what I thought. 
I, I think know? so. So, but like I said, was, you know, so like he went teaming for a while. It came time for him to to win the belt back. It was my decision to put the belt on him. And it was my decision to say, hey, he's gonna hold for at least six months to a year until we can find someone to push. And we saw you. I told Jay, I told Chris, Caleb's our guy. This is the guy I want to push. Look out, I mean, he's young, he's fresh, you know, and he's learning. He's being respectful. He's doing everything you told him to do. This kid is shining in the ring. I said, for once, instead of beating the shit out of your young talent and give no freaking shine whatsoever, let's do something different with Caleb. Did I dare not you say did. that, Chris? And I agreed with him because I could see what you were doing. The minute I walked out there at the first training session that I ever saw you at, yeah, you were top notch well cj cj told me this right and he told me the reason that he was pushing me was because uh it pushing me for the title kind of thing but uh he was pushing me because he was like that that day that you know you you smashed your face in the mat and everything like that and you didn't complain like i i gained a lot of respect for you and the fact that you listen and everything like that and stuff like that so you know Again, I'm sorry, Chris. Like, I, I just, I, I don't really have that much bad to say about CJ from like a personal standpoint. That's like, fine. I mean, I mean, that's I mean, fine. okay. I mean, you, I got you, along with him. He gave me, stories. he did give me a shot, you know, kind of that's thing. Fine. That's and, fine. Um, and then I'm not here. I'm not here to get you to talk shit about CJ. Right. I'm just telling you the truth. What freaking happened with CJ? He's got a fucking yeah. ego. I love CJ to death. But in wrestling business, Caleb, you gotta have some type of ego. I mean, oh, I mean, I mean, I mean even the great I'm ones I'm have gonna, egos, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know. Here, I'm going to sit here and tell you right now, I can, I, I can, I can kick ninety percent of the freaking roster uh, in UCW and AWFF. I, I, that, that's me yeah. being survivor of pain. Yeah, that's, that's my mindset. Okay. Yeah. And and my reputation speaks for itself. Am I the best fucking worker? Hell no. Am I green as shit? Yeah. If you get in the ring, are you gonna you gonna live by there probably? You know. But, you know what I thought would have been like a great storyline <laughs> in AWF for know, us to do was a six man tag thing, where it would have been like Justin Chambers at the time. Um, I don't know who else was like the top heel, so I'm gonna say like like Christian Fury and um, and Night, Night Stalker. Stalker, Dead Reckoning rather. I, I would have put those guys and had you know. Um, uh, what was her? What was uh, Denise's ring Missy name? Missy Scarlet. Yeah, Missy Scarlet. I almost said Missy Hyatt because I've been listening to Tony Schiavone's podcast for so long. Oh, God. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Missy Scarlet. Um, I would have had them like uh, challenge you two, right? For like to like a match, and and, and they'd be like, y'all find y'all selves a partner and everything like that, and then like y'all say me and stuff like that. I think that would have been like a great. That would have been a great a main event. And like that, that match could have been like, hey, if Caleb wins, like he gets a title shot or he gets a rematch. Hey, we did plan something Caleb, like that. Let me ask you this question. Let me yes. ask you this question. Back to the whole about the whole ego thing. Right. Okay. If you're in the locker room and, uh-huh. and you're in the locker room with, with all the guys in the ring, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, all the guys on the roster, all in the locker room, you, you put your boots on, you yeah. get them ready for the show and everything. Yeah. And you make a comment to the boys. Well, I'm getting the belt. You know what? I'm the only one in this locker room that actually deserves it. What would go through your mind if you hear uh, someone say that? Uh, anger, frustration, and then probably look at him like, like I kind of want to slap you right now. Yes. Like that's that's I, why he thinks CJ has a big freak. Did CJ ego. say that? Yeah, James, he did. <laughs> and the whole and everybody that was up there, even Jay was up there when he even said it. 
that's one reason why I really haven't been back to the UCW. I mean, the thing is, I mean, they can't, they won't let me be who I am. They want me to tone down who I am, and I can't do that. As mm -hmm. much as I want to try, I can't tone him down. But CJ did say that that he was getting the belt and that he deserved it. And the only one that deserves it. Yeah. Was that in the in that UCW locker room? Mm -hmm. UCW yeah. locker room. Oh well, I mean, I haven't been to UCW in months. Like, but you know. I'll, I'll, I'll sit there and say it, man. People are gonna talk shit in the locker room. They're all yeah. gonna sit there. I mean, hell, and, we were and, in the flatline locker room together, I mean, so like, I know all about that. I mean, like, I, I, totally I, 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 we we had to deal with like Anthony Henry and stuff like that. Anthony so. Henry, Brandon Parker, uh, CB Suave. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I mean, I know Bill and Bill that, called Jay about it. I, I, I don't I know. Did, I didn't know nothing. I don't know if you're going to, uh, you know, like, uh, ask me about what happened to me after that kind of thing. Well, I was getting Like, there. after I AWF closed down. I didn't mean to get the whole bullshit thing. I know you went to WA4. Yeah. And, well, um, my understanding, you did have a couple of matches in uh, UCW when they got started. Did you not? I did. I, I had I had two matches. I had one with Sean Legacy. That was actually pretty good. Um, but why stop? All right, so so here's what happened, right? Um, after AWF closed, which was, was just another reason I just kind of got more pissed with AWF was because I had nothing to do after that. The only thing I had to do was Flatline. And Flatline got me into the business and everything like that. But the one thing I, I, I just never liked about Flatline was I hated being the whipping boy kind of thing like I was doing these things with CB Suave and yeah I would act ridiculous and stuff like that like I would I would go as ridiculous as I could kind of thing because like I felt like well that's what they want you know kind of thing but at the same time I'm looking at like CB Suave and I'm, I'm just looking at anyone who wants to talk to me like that and it's like you know I'm at that stage in the point of my life where it's like man I'm like Stone Cold Steve Austin right now like I want to just kill everyone right now who talks to me like this kind of thing in life and that was like where I was kind of getting inspiration for like a character kind of thing but I didn't I, 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 I like as much as I appreciated the opportunity I just really hated being made to look like an idiot I mean Chris you yeah, saw it kind I was of there. thing it, one, one vignette he had him take his shirt off and put it over his head uh, kind of like rock with Mike uh, you know and uh, this is just a bunch of crap they had him go through. And, and being part of the production team and being in the inner circle of, uh, you know, the group of people who booked the show and ran the show. So they were um, ribbing him. Yeah, basically. It, it, was, it was breaking in the new boy, yeah, so I've to speak. I get... No, Kevin, that basically is not a question. Yeah. It's not a question. This is actually a conversation that uh, I had with Alan Luke and me and Chris had it. We actually called Jay and had a long argument heated very very heated discussion about it as well uh -huh. what you were going through to me it sounds like hazing you know they were hazing the new guy they're trying to test him to see how much he wants it they either gonna beat the shit out of him in the ring or they're gonna make fun of him in the back in front of camera to see yeah. if he's gonna you know stick it out now or we can frustrate this guy piss this guy off okay he's not really passionate about the business because we can't have some young stud come in here and show what's up because one thing about professional wrestling a lot of veterans get so paranoid they're going to do what they got to do to protect their quote-unquote spot yeah like so what's I, your i mean so what's your so what my opinion is you know what's your thoughts on veterans in this sport hazing 
guys like young talent like yourself, either with ribbing or well, beating shit out of in the ring to the point where they would just quit. Well, you know, it's it's weird because like at the time, like I I knew that's what it was. I you know, I'm not stupid. You know, like I I knew that's what it was kind of thing. So I took it. Because I was just like, something's got to come of this. It's like, someone's got to see that I'm like ready to snap. And it's like, if you, it's like, if you were to push this guy just a little bit and then put him out in the ring, maybe you have something or something. I don't know if anyone was thinking about that. I don't really give a shit kind of thing. Like, that's just was my mindset. Maybe there will, maybe this will lead to something. But it never led to anything. They took me out of it. And so I was kind of pissed about that. And then, like, I was... All right, me and Daniel Maine almost got into it one time. Because he was yelling at me. Well, that's a good story. Tell us what, what happened. All right, so here's what happened. It was the night that Jacoby Boykins uh, cashed in his uh, title opportunity against Anthony Henry. You were there that I night. I was there. Right? I was filming the show. So basically, I was downstairs, and, and Daniel told me what's going to happen. But he said one thing, and then something else, like, was going to happen. And it wasn't very clear to me what was happening. And it just, he kept getting louder and just kept screaming at me. And it was just like, at that point, at, through that week, I had worked at Kroger for four days straight. I had, uh, there was all this other shit going on that I just got fed up with it. I was just like, man... Man, if if you feel so confident, you fucking work this shit, like, kind of thing. And, like, I, I got up and I walked away from the table kind of thing. Like, I was just like, no, nah, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking this anymore kind Daniel, of thing. Daniel said to you? Yeah, he, he said something like that. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it, it was it was a heated thing. And, like, I... Chris Dickens, if you were Daniel May, how would it sound like? You know, it's kind of hard to pinpoint what he was actually saying. It would probably go, like... Caleb, what the hell are you doing? That's not what I told you to do. You're doing it wrong. You, you, you're supposed to do it like this, Caleb. You, you're doing it. You, is that pretty much close to it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was a little louder. Like that. It was a little He's louder like, like this. You're not doing like, it right. It, it was more like more like I just told you, you what's what gonna happen and everything like that. And yeah. me and him just got into it. And at, at the end of the night, he said, he said, I told you, you know, not to get offended because I'm going to yell at you and stuff like that during the thing. And it's like, okay, I got that. If you're yelling at me because I'm doing something stupid, I understand. But I wasn't doing something stupid. I was trying to figure out what was going on. And that was what was pissing me off because you weren't very clear for some reason. Or maybe I just wasn't hearing it or yeah, something. Daniel's never very clear. Either it was, it was miscommunicated to me and I was trying to get the proper information and I couldn't get it. Because all you were doing was just yelling at me. And so that's where I was just like, I ain't getting paid for this shit. I don't have to take this shit. I'm, I'm done. Like, fuck you kind of thing. Like, don't talk to me like that when I'm trying to help you out kind of thing. But, you know, like, you know, I, I, I get the whole, you know, breaking me in kind of thing. But like I said, it never led to anything. That was just one. That was another incident and everything. And there was just there was just a lot of stuff I, I I just didn't necessarily agree with that. Somewhere along the line, I kind of just lost my passion a little bit for the business like that. There was just a lot of things that I didn't agree with. There were a lot of ways that wrestling was being done that I didn't well, agree Doug, with. Well, you decided to take an extra step here, okay? You got a flat line. You were you know AWF is closing doors. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm so skipping ahead of decided, myself. <laughs> so then you decided to go down south to Atlanta. Yes, you know, up big, north. Big wrestling city. Yeah, huh? up. That's up north, not down south. Oh. 
Down south of Anyways, Savannah. Anyways, you go down west down I twenty. You know whatever <laughs> fucking exit it is. You go northwest. Northwest. Where the old WCW power plan is. You know, Gus is. We're to, we're on New South Carolina, so you got to go down this direction, right, to get to Atlanta. Last time I checked, Atlanta's not in New York. You don't go up north to never mind, Chris. I'm just right. nodding my head, Chris. Oh <laughs> shit, I'm gonna beat shit out of somebody. I hate <laughs> Something. You know I tend to snap. You know I got fucking PTSD, okay? You know I'm gonna talk 28 ways to snap next. Well, Chris is right here. I know, so. I'm looking at him. But if he does that, he no longer has a producer. I got Hancock's number. Anyways. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, so you, you, okay. <laughs> really, really. This is the series so, finale. <laughs> this, is the, this is the series finale of the shootout. This is the Tune series in to WWAX Productions where it'll be the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, you went to Atlanta. Yes. The home of WCW. Many great. It's one of the biggest one raised Southern wrestling yeah. towns. Okay. You went to WA4. Okay. You were going to try to do what some of the other bozos didn't do. Me and Chris included. We went, we went to Timothy Blackman, to be honest. Good guy, yeah. good guy, good guy. But anyway, 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 anyways, you decided to get training at the, what used to be known as the power plant. Yes. So how did you survive that kind of cardio, hardcore training? Or were they doing hardcore training back then? Before the break you in, before you started bumping? What was that experience like? Because you hear stories about guys going in there, got to do about 500 squats, 1,500 push-ups, 600 sit-ups. You know, an hour worth of jumping jacks. <laughs> and then before you get in the ring, you take a bump, okay? They say 50 guys would start, and after the first couple hours, 10 guys are left. By the end of the day, you have one survivor that's still into it. You know, that was back in the 90s when the power plant was very, very active. But yeah. You went there in 2000, what, 15, 16? Uh, 2015, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or it, was, it was kind of both 2015 and 2016. So what was going on at this famous... So, facility, so that might have been how it was run when Sarge and Fit Finley <laughs> were, you know, yeah. working the power plant. Um, now, huh? No, not now. Um, so, so here's so here's how all of that kind of came about. All right. So after AWF closed and we didn't know the situation with the ring, I had nowhere to train. I had nowhere to keep bumping. I had nowhere to, you know, go and everything like that. So what I decided to do was I was just like, you know what? I had a great match with CJ. I had a great match with, you know, all this other stuff. I feel like there's, I feel like I can do this. So I'm going to go up to you know Atlanta and just give it a shot you know fuck it I, and plus I needed a change of scenery kind of thing I, I I wanted to get out of Augusta kind of thing so uh what I did was I did a week up there I, I went they have this they have this uh weird kind of system where it's like you pay for a week uh and, and you, you go up there you get trained for a week uh you pay for another week you get you can go and train up there for another week and then once you pay a third time you're uh, there for a member for life, or you can just pay all at once, you know, and you're there a member for life kind and of thing. how much was this, if you mind me asking? About $1,000. $1,000 it, it, it said nine ninety, but it was basically like $1,000 to be a member for life if you wanted to pay for it. I had already paid for a week, so it was, so for me, it was only six, it was only $650, 
and everything like but that. But if you're a member for life, that means what? You can train whenever you want, get booked whenever they have the shows? That means, so basically how it works is, um, they, I mean, they, they say that they have class schedules, but they don't. <laughs> um, all it is, is is they train in, in one big ring now, which is a WWE size ring. Um, it and, and they have like about three or four different rings set up. One ring is used as a commentator's table for their uh, free shows that they do on Thursday nights. And they open the uh, they open the place at about 4 p.m. 4 or 4:30, right? And people just come in. They just warm up. They just they, you know they lift weights. They jump rope. They. Uh, they do squats. They do they do stuff like that. Now a lot of the times they do a team exercise where they'll do stretches and jumping jacks and, and stuff like that and everything. Right, right, right. Um, but everybody just warms up and stuff like that. And then around eight o'clock is when uh, well when Hughes was running it and everything, uh, Mr. Hughes when he was running it, it worked like the beginners would be in one ring. Or not really necessarily even beginners, but just people who were, you know, not as experienced as some of that. They would begin in one ring. There would be another ring where two people would be working on a match that they have coming up Thursday night for the show. Then there'd be another one where they had uh, another kind of advanced class a little bit. Then they would have the one where Hughes was teaching it, and you were literally learning like the top shit, like you know, like 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 the top moves that that you have to do and stuff like that. So Hughes was teaching that. Now. Uh, Hughes doesn't run it anymore. They sold it, and AR Fox is running it now. So when I so when I went up there for the week, I, I got the best of both worlds. I got Mr. Hughes was running it, but AR Fox was a trainer there, so he was teaching me a lot of stuff. That's that video that I posted on uh, Facebook with me and him uh, working out. That was awesome, you know, because like I had seen videos of AR Fox and stuff like that. So like actually getting to see him work and everything like that, like the dude, the dude's really good when it comes to like performing the moves and stuff like that like like yeah he's got it down pat so it was really cool it was really cool working with people i had i had never you know met before in my life and just talking about wrestling the whole week it was a week filled with wrestling you know it was a vacation for me while i was getting my ass kicked kind of thing (laughs) so um i loved it and i was feeling good about it but what happened was after that i did not have the money to pay for a lifetime membership. I had to wait till the very next year to get my tax returns in order to pay for it. So I finally got it. By that time I went up there, AR Fox is now running WWA4. So he does it to where they perform or they, they train in one ring, or at least last time I was there. Then there were like lucha people who were there, like like people that were working for the lucha place that's up there in Atlanta, I think. Uh. Uh, I think you know. Yeah, what I'm I know what you're about. talking about. Lucha USA, I think, is what it's called. Yeah, like, like, like they've had some pretty big events up there too. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they were working there, and uh, AR Fox was doing all of this unique stuff. Um, my problem was I couldn't keep up with it because here's what he would do: he would take the guys that he had been working with, or uh, not the guy, but like the kids that he had been working with. And, and like I didn't know as much as they did so like when I started doing the stuff that they was doing I couldn't keep up I was like wait a minute what like <laughs> and we were doing a bunch of drills and learning a bunch of spots and stuff like that and I'm not gonna lie explain to our viewers out there which 
95% or 100% probably know everything about wrestling. They just love hearing bullshit stories. Not that their story is bullshit, I'm just saying in general. Right. Explain to our viewers out there what a spot is. That you're being told. You can say it's all a spot fest now. So a spot... Let's explain. So a spot is basically like where it's like, hey, I'm going to... I, I'm going to shoot you off the ropes and you're going to jump over me and then I'm going to roll uh, over you and uh, and then we're going to do all of this stuff all in one sequence of events and stuff like that. And it's a spot in the match. To just yeah, it's, big just, time it's just a spot in the match. I, I appreciate to, that, kid. Like, now Chris knows what a spot this is. Thank you're you. an asshole. <laughs> Be sure to tune in to WWAX Productions for hey, the uh, sellout with Bill Blanchard. Hey, Wolfgar's got a question. Just got a question. Um, how did they do the training with the bigger guys like with me and Survivor of Pain? Well, uh, see, I was actually going to get to that. Um, like, I mean, I would even I would even argue that I'm kind of a big guy. You know, I'm not going to do a bunch of flips and stuff like that like, like a lot of other guys can and everything. But, um, I mean, those guys, like... Okay, if, 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 like, say we had to do a drill, I'm sure, I don't know if y'all ever had to do this, but we had to do, like, like, organized drills where, like, it was like, okay, let's put, or let's take all 17 guys that are here and let's line them up and then, like, you have to run back and forth through each, uh, through everyone and stuff like that. Well, a big guy can't really jump over and stuff like that, so they would, like, throw co- clotheslines and stuff like that. They generally were... We're good with that. I don't know how Fox is with big guys now, but like when Hughes was doing it, it, it was pretty evenly done. But Fox, uh, his is more like, well, you can't really do the flip stuff, so I don't know what to tell you, kind of thing. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. Like, um, I, I, but I, I, there weren't too many big guys there after Hughes left, to be honest. It was more like just people who could flip around and, and were athletic and stuff like that and um i guess i i don't know if that answers your question but well no it's just only reason why i ask is because when i started every time that training came about they would only say okay we'll get the small guys in and you big guys will get to you after we're done with them and after they were done with the small guys they said okay training's over and all we did was sit there and did jack shit for all day. Oh. Uh, if it was anything like that. No, oh, God, like, no, it's, it's, okay, Fox will do it to where, like, he'll show you, all right, so this is how Fox runs it, right? Fox will do, say, a butterfly suplex, or show you how to do a butterfly suplex, a regular suplex, and show you how to run the ropes kind of thing. This is just for, you know, just uh, like a, um, what's the word? Example? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just an example of something. But, like, but like he'll, he'll do all of that. Like, like, he'll show you how to do one move, and then he'll put all of these moves together in a spot sequence. All right? Which is fine if you're learning the basics and stuff like that, right? Here's my problem with it, though, is that seems to be, like, all those guys know how to do sometimes is like like i remember when i was up there people were going over their matches like a hollywood script kind of thing like and i was just like man me and cj we didn't even say one word to each other before we jumped in the ring and we had a great match can any of these guys do that 
I know Fox can, but like, could, could, could any of those kids do that? And I don't think they learned how to do that. Some guys were able to call in the ring. Some guys, you know, I thought we all know the story about Macho Man Savage. He wants to write everything out in detail. Yeah. He wants to know how the match is going to start all the way to the very last thing. You know, he write everything out and wants your opponent to, to study it. Let's go back to his place and work on it. He was, uh, that's how he worked in the ring. Some guys well, like that. Some guys hated that kind of, just like you just said. Oh. Well, that's how, like, all of these guys worked at WWA 4. Which, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I guess if that's the way they want to do it, then, then that's fine. But I felt like everyone was trying to put on these, like, five, or Ew. trying to put on, like, a five-star quality match and do as much shit as they could in these matches. And I'm going, guys, who the fuck cares if you look completely stupid on this? It's a training show. Right. It, it it doesn't mean anything. Like you're not even getting paid. Like like you have to pay to come here, kind of thing. So right. it's like it's like why is everyone trying to break their necks and injure themselves, or trying to kill themselves? I get that you want to you know show everyone what you can do, but it's like show everyone what you can do when you get booked, kind of thing. But I will say this about WWA Four right now, like. They're doing a lot of cool stuff with WWA Four, from what I've seen. Of they've 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 recently moved the location, which I'm 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 kind of glad, honestly. Where's that now? Uh, fuck, I I haven't been up there in so long, so I don't even know like where the new location is. But I can tell you, it's probably in a better place than where it was because it was it was literally behind a strip club. It, it was literally part of a strip club. But, like, yeah, it was literally part of... And it was in, like, the most ghetto area you could think of. And I'm not going to lie, like, I kind of was wondering every time I parked there if I was going to see my windows smashed in or something like that. Like, it was in a pretty rough location. So I'm glad that they moved it away from where it was and stuff like that. So do you recommend anybody after now? Would you recommend a training school? For guys who want to wrestle, would you recommend to anybody or? I, I, yeah, I think so because here's the thing. I was always told when it came to selecting uh, training places and stuff like that. Oh my it, God, I, I I just got it, Chris. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna cut you off. I swear to God, I'm so sorry. If I don't say this now, I'm gonna forget it. Have you ever seen? I said you showed it to me. Remember the deleted scene from Halloween? Yeah, the Michael, the, the guy that teaches Michael Myers how to drive. You sound just like that guy. That happy sweet voice you just had. Say, say what you just said again. All right, let me ask you this question again. Do you recommend this wrestling school for somebody? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's just like him, don't he? <laughs> I don't. I, I didn't you're, really you're, know how to answer that uh, the second time. You it was ever like, seen okay. a Halloween? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, the, I, the, the latest I've scene. Seen Halloween, where the lead, it's called the latest scene. I don't know. If a, I've fan, seen the a fan, a fan made this but... film where you know, see what Dr. Loomis said. For God's sakes, him, Hatfield's three and a half hours away. He can't drive a car. He was doing very well last night. He was trying to hurt. Give him lessons. And then the guy shows the scene where, yes, Michael, or you know, you how to drive a, a DMV, <laughs> Michael Myers drive. Dude, it was so freaking funny. You sound just like the guy that was teaching Michael Myers how to drive. The whole. I'll pull it thinking. up and show it to you later. Guy, it's funny well, as shit, right, though. Then. <laughs> it's funny well, as right, shit. That's awesome. But Back to what you were saying. I'm sorry. If I didn't say it, then I would nah. completely have forgot, man. It's just cool. You gotta, cool. You gotta, you gotta but okay. So, but anyways, like, yes, I would recommend it because here's the thing. 
I was told that when it came to, you know, looking for places to train and everything like that, you know, you never want to go with someone who doesn't have some kind of a reputation in the business. If you look up their name and nothing pops up, then, you know, that's probably not someone you should learn from. But here's the thing. A.R. Fox has been around the world. He, uh, he's, he's, you know, doing a lot of stuff. He's in Lucha Underground right mm -hmm. now, for God's sake. So he is on television. And, you know, he, he, he does know so his stuff. Knows his he's shit. good stuff. The, the thing is, though, what I think people need to do, though, is, is yes, they should learn how to do the moves and, and they should learn all of the different spots. And, you know, in case in a matchup you get lost somewhere and you're like, okay, maybe I could go back to this spot kind of thing. Right, but right, I think right. That we, but I think that what people need to do when they go there is they need to learn the moves and stuff like that but then from then on you need to put it together yourself you need to learn how to put together a match yourself without someone telling you how to put together a match because the way that someone else wrestles is not how you're going to wrestle kind of thing you're going to wrestle different from someone else and if we're all doing like all of the same flips and stuff like that then there's no standout kind of thing you that know. makes sense. That makes sense. Now, let me ask you this question. There's before. a lot of talent up there, too. There's a lot of good talent that's that's making headways around, like Austin Theory right now, dude. I know you've seen him I've seen and Austin heard that Theory. Name. So, Austin Theory, David Ali, uh, AC Mack. Heard him, too. Um, you know, Dementia names. Rose. I've heard Dementia Rose. Yeah. Like Priscilla Kelly, Kiara Hogan. Kiara Hogan's a team. Owen Knight, for wrestling. God's sakes. You know, Owen like, Knight, like, uh, yeah. Odinson, you know the kind of thing. Owen Knight's like, actually booked for uh, Viral Pro to this coming. Exactly, up. like 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 he's he's one of their champions right now. Awesome, awesome. And so like, th there's a lot of good talent coming out there. So like, I can't say no. I wouldn't not rec. I I, I, I would recommend it. You know, kind of thing. I, I I would say yeah, this is a good place to learn. It's just you've got to also be able to keep up. And at the time, I didn't feel like I could keep up, kind of thing. Um, maybe that was just my own insecurities or, or something, you know, with, with that kind of thing. Um, maybe I wasn't motivated enough like, like I should have been, you know, kind of thing. That's, so much time had passed before I was able to get back up there that it, like, there was just a lot of things that were lingering with me. Well, do you plan on trying to either get back with WA4 or what about Viral Pro? What about UCW? What about Machida who just came in the fold in this area? Any um, thoughts of trying to get back in the ring? Well, uh, you Are know, you still waiting for Coffin Vincent, man? Well, of course, I'm, I, I'm actually waiting for it on Dixie Carter. She told me she was going to, you know, call me a long time ago. Not for wrestling, but for something else. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, now you're starting to sound like Chris Dickless. <laughs> I'm waiting on Stephanie. Did you name your doll anyway. Dixie Carter or Stephanie that you're talking What's Stephanie? about? Your blow-up doll? Whoa, whoa, not that? No, you no. said your doll. Oh, Ste Stephanie, that's her name. Yeah, the blow-up doll, Stephanie. You're funny. You. Be sure to tune into WWAX Productions for the sellout and with Bill Blanchard. Sure to, <laughs> and be sure to tune in to shooting the sh with uh, Caleb Stovall and I'm about Chris to get Dickens to, I'm after hearing that, that kind of I'm stuff. I'm about <laughs> to get to that. I'm about to get to that. Okay, I'll bullshit Anyways. aside here. Now, I know you're not actually involved in the wrestling here. Thing, yeah. but what, I know you just started a podcast on TNB. I'm, I'm very happy to share the spotlight with you. Your show is very entertaining. But Thank where'd you. you get the idea from shooting the shit, what made you decide to get into the podcast world? Well, um, before I get into that, you know, you asked me about thoughts of getting back into the ring. You know, I don't know. Maybe I just need to bump in the ring again, and, and maybe I might could get that edge if, if like I definitely get back in the gym and start working out again, like I I was and stuff like that. 
I might could, you know, who, who knows? But, uh, I, I, am in that never say never kind of stage. Like, like, yeah, I don't want to say I'm not going to. Let me ask to. you one last question. I don't think about it. Yeah. You went to WGA four. You, you get some good training out there. What yeah. are you, what are your comments on certain guys who didn't quite make it into business, but they'll have like three hours before showtime, give a seminar, trying to teach young people about professional wrestling and how to properly, you know, bump and ring. How do you feel about guys, you know, giving similar guys? A lot of people, as far as uh, experienced wrestlers, are talking a lot of shit about that, <laughs> saying that, that this guy has no business to giving a guy a seminar, but they're doing it to make money. I agree. Um, th- there are some where I see it's a seminar, and I'm like, what are you giving him a seminar on what not to do in the wrestling business kind of thing? But, like... Um, Tony Schiavone again said said another good thing. Is is he said some some and actually I, uh, it wasn't just even him. Bruce Pritchard said this as well. He said some guys are not like like have the ability to teach it, but they don't have it themselves. Kind of thing. That like okay, for example, William Regal. He's a great wrestler, right? Amazing performer, an amazing talent, but. He, you know, and, and he can teach it, but he himself doesn't have that star quality like The Rock or Stone Cold did. He doesn't have that charisma like they had, you know, kind of thing. He, but he's able to teach it and bring it out of someone. Well, so, what are your thoughts you know, of someone like, and I'm not, I, I don't want to sound like I'm shooting shit on this guy an awful lot. No, Because when I first saw it, I got kind of chewed out by a few people because I laughed my ass off online about it. What? Because uh, and the same thing. A lot of the guys in the indie world who talk shit. There was a post on UCW about come yeah. to the show at three o'clock and and get uh, have a training seminar with the undisputed champ Christian Fury. I put on there, <laughs> and I got in a little bit in trouble for saying that. But I'm like, oh, I'm kind of curious, you know, with, with Christian Fury. Yeah, at the UCW, giving a seminar to young guys, and and I, I mentioned this to Jay. I ain't trying to be disrespectful, man, but. You know, you realize a lot of guys talking shit. I don't care, whatever. I got pain and experience. I can teach a lot of people how to be a pro wrestler. It's I'm only like, being at right, the top. That's well, you. I mean, I mean, he did, you know, help teach me how to wrestle. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about a seminar or anything like that. Like, well, maybe I mean, I've always, I've always stuff, understand but... a seminar is done by guys like, say, for instance, the Rock and Roll Express, someone who's who's been to the mountains, I've been there, but now they're kind of like, you know, they're sharing their war stories and they're trying to tell you what to do and what not Jay, to I do. Hey, I love you, but I wouldn't pay to learn from you. <laughs> what, Rock and Roll Express? No, he said he loved Jay. I, I, say it again. I love I love Jay, but I wouldn't pay to. Yeah, he was charging people twenty bucks. I wouldn't pay for it. That's 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 that's, that's the thing, though. Okay? Although I thought I was gonna have to when I started trading with AWF, I thought if I got to give twenty bucks every single time, then fine, I'll do that. But, but yeah, he was, I wouldn't they were pay anything 20, other than that. They were asking for twenty dollars to pick his brain about the business and the learning the ring. You know, let's put it this way: if if if, if there's someone. Like, oh God, I'm gonna get shit for this one. But Billy Johnson, if so, if, if someone like that tried to do a seminar, I'd be like, hell no. But like, if Ar Fox did a seminar, I'd be like, yeah, that's someone you could you could learn from because it's like, 
He does know how to make it in the business. He's he's able. See, Ar Fox right now is able to just literally do WWA four and book and, and do bookings. He doesn't have to do anything else. He's able to pay for his own and not go to WWE. How many people on the independents can say that they can do that? Not many. Exactly. What if right now Chris Jericho has the best spot on the indie world? He can do wherever he wants, it kind of schedule he wants, and get pretty good payoffs. And where he goes, well, he then again, he's Chris, Chris no Jericho more. kind of thing. Huh? I say, I say, he's Chris Jericho. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, but I'm saying he's in a really good position. Um, Anyways, I'll be right back. Like I was saying, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to 100%. You know, she went, man. Me and him have a lot of issues right now, and I've had no problem talking about it on this show. Even when he was on the show, we 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 passed y'all a lot of bullcrap crap. Yeah. But it's kind of like I have to agree with a lot of people what said about it. I don't think he's he's qualified to give seminars. You know, especially charging twenty bucks come to a show. I mean, he's a good worker. But as far as I, I think people are missing the point. You know yeah. what a seminar is. You're trying to help people get into the business. You know what I'm saying? That's just I, not I, trying to discourage them from yeah, their, you know their stuff saying? like I mean, that. Which, I'm, but I mean, like you know, I I do think Jay knows his stuff in in, in the ring and and stuff like that. Like I, I, you know, if that's something that UCW wants to do, then then I I, I guess that's fine. Uh, kind of thing. I I don't know. I I I don't really have that much to say about that kind of thing, but. You asked me uh, about your podcast. Yeah, about yeah. the podcast, and if like I had any interest in doing like any of the promotions around here. I actually am about to. I think I'm allowed to say this. Um, I, I am about to do some backstage interviewing for uh, for VPW. So really, yeah. So we'll see how it goes and stuff like that. We'll see if my. That's the first I heard of we'll that. See Last if I my heard interest. You were try to, I thought you were going to try to start broadcasting for uh, UCW. Uh, you know, I would like to do that. Uh, I haven't uh, gotten a this call is, this from, is the, this from is anybody. This is the announcement for that. Uh, I did get the uh, call from Don Brown, Michael Saint, and yes, you are allowed. You, we want you in on the uh, well, then, commentary. Well, team. then there you go. I'll, I'll be there doing that. So yeah, like yeah. It, it seems like like I'm getting back in. So, but how the podcast came about, right? Before we get to that, now you can't just throw gasoline on me and, and, and then throw some ice cubes <laughs> on me here. Okay, now what's the deal with Viral Pro? How'd you get involved? There's rumor in the window about Viral Pro. It's the fact that the guy selling his company to other people or somebody. I don't know if you heard that rumor. Hell, I just heard it three days ago myself. I'll be honest. Like so this how, was the first I heard about it tonight. Yeah, kind of it, thing. It, it, not, it, and not, and like Chris told me about it when we were on the way here. Like, okay, honestly, Chris and uh, but I don't know Chris anything and, about uh, that. Christian Fury. Or mask for you. I know, thought it was doing there, well. I thought it was doing well too. Apparently, you don't you don't always know what's really going on in the books behind the scenes. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to speculate on what I do. I don't know. Like I said, yeah, I, like, I heard it from Chris. I heard it from uh, Garganus. It told me that. Uh, I, I, I'm like, well, where'd you guys hear it from? I mean, I like I said, this is the first I've heard about it from Chris tonight. But I got messaged by um, Caleb Kitchens. And uh, he was just like, hey, you know, like, like we're looking for a backstage interviewer. And uh, I thought about you, especially in the days of your flatline and stuff like that. So I was like. So you, are you pumped up for that? Yeah, I'm pretty pumped up, especially like, it, uh, you know, it gives me something to do on, on, on a Saturday night and stuff like that. And I love, regardless of whether or not there's drama involved in it, because, you know, there's just going to be drama anywhere you go these that is days. True, that is true, like, that is true. I still 
love fucking professional wrestling. Like, Amen, I, I, I love it, regardless of whether it's here or now or later, you know, kind of thing. I, I love it. I love being a part of everything about it. So I will have fun with that. Um, I, I've per, got to ask se. you this question. I got you know we're, we're talking about the level of professional wrestling and everything, and I wanted to get you on a particular show. And I don't know if it's going to be on. Yes, we love wrestling or the shootout or the Chris Diggins. I want to the Chris Diggins experience, but I mm-hmm. do believe it's going to be about you know the old school era versus today's wrestling mm-hmm. compared to big comparison to two. We're going to talk about that's going to be in the future Ooh, here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that show. But 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 you know, can I say his name on, on the air? Good. All right, Chris Wiggins put in a minute comment on it. We're talking about loyalties, or, or should there be loyalty in independent wrestling? You know, if you talk about doing behind the scenes, I mean, not behind, I'm sorry, backstage interview, right, for Revival Pro, right? And then you could be doing the commentating team with UCW. Right. Okay? Now, if Which I, were, I would do both. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but if I were Pro Project, you're doing that, and it says, look, dude, you can't, you can't commentate with UCW. You know, I'm just kind of, I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but I'm kind of like, Wiggins was talking about this. Should there be loyalties on the independent wrestling? Some people feel like, no, and in and, 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 and indie wrestling, you know, you're an independent country for yourself here. You know, hell, not like people. I would are, love to answer this. Go ahead, right go now. ahead. Okay. Go for it, go for it, go for it. And I think Chris knows what I'm going to say because I've, I've said this, I said this before, okay? But let's, let's, when we talk about wrestling loyalties, Immediately, I think what what anyone thinks of is obviously ECW, okay, and how there was a loyal fan base, right? Yes. And the, and the, they only watched ECW, and they were these hardcore fans. And yeah, you would see all, the same fans at every single show. I mean, that's cool and everything. Here's my problem with that: name me every single one of those fans that was not at a WWE or WCW event when it came to Philadelphia. Okay. You I, can't. I really can. I mean, name now. Name me wrestlers that have not wrestled for at least almost every single company that they've been asked to wrestle for. Okay. Name me now. Okay, man, I'm coming. Now name me the now name me the greats of all time like Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, and Chris Benoit. You can't say they were loyal to any particular promotion. They wrestled for whoever wanted them kind of thing it's i mean like hell i loved awf but i wasn't gonna stop going to flatline because of awf i love uh you know i i i I think i'm gonna have a good time with vpw but if they tell me oh you can't you can't do ucw i'm gonna look at them and be like well then this will be my last night here at vpw because i'm gonna go wherever i can to get booked because wrestling is wrestling to me and a promotion is a promotion. Now, I'm not saying that there can't be loyalties when it comes to the product as far as like, hey, if we're on, if we're on a big momentum jump, you know, we don't want y'all trying to go to a different promotion and not work here kind of thing. But every promotion works at least like once a month kind of thing. What am I going to do? Sit around for a whole month waiting for another or waiting for another show from the same promotion? No, I'm going to go to different places and get booked and get more opportunities. Can I say one thing? I yes. agree um, pretty much 100% with everything you said. But the question I have with you as far as, you know, I'm not going to stop going to Flatline because eight, eight of them are probably, no. Uh, uh, let me ask you this question, okay? Right. Let's say, for instance, okay, um, Wolfgar is wrestling AWF, okay? Okay. Wolfgar decides to take his own accord uh, to take out CJ. Hurt him for real. 
then tells the owner of the age i'm just as an example as an ex this, this this is an example okay he hurts him for real okay then gets a uh, slap on the wrist by the age of management and then he tells the age of management if you want me to come back y'all gotta start paying me money and then he said, man, F all y'all, y'all pieces of shit and everything. Gets online and says we're all a bunch of pieces of shit. Then he goes off and starts his own promotion, you know. Would you go wrestle for his promotion, just be able to wrestle? No, in fact, he, he hurt one of your guys, a guy you kind of mentor, respected, you know. He gave you your first rub in professional wrestling. He hurt him for real. Then he, then he talks shit about the company, hits us up for Vicar more money. Now, well, then, if that you, was the then he goes and starts his own promotion, and and everybody in AWF I spot on his show. All right. Well, if would that you, was the situation where he injured the guy, yeah. I would look at him and be like, "I'm not working for you. You not professional kind of thing." But if we're talking about from a loyalty standpoint, because all right, I know there's this situation with <laughs> VPW and Vashita kind wow. of thing all right yeah. like 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 that's probably even a better example here's my thing vpw only meets like you know every two months yeah every two months but she does meeting this one time and i don't mm -hmm. know how many others every that, month okay every single month again if i'm a wrestler do you really expect me to sit there for two months and not wrestle somewhere else no of course not Exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that either. So I know if like, Mr. Fear would hit your content. That's what I was and just then, doing. And then here's guy, another thing. When Livewire got started, that's how the whole mess with Livewire got. Billy Johnson actually injured one of our wrestlers for oh, real. Oh, okay. Well, Literally, now, for real. And now, see, and we kicked him that's out of the a different promotion. standpoint. He started like, promotion. All the guys were supposed to be, I thought, would have been somewhat low for radio. During the time period, cut from wrong, we wrestled every single week. We'll see. We? We'll yes. see. Okay, well, then, then let's put it this way. If I knew that information going in, no, I would not wrestle for that person. But, like, let's say that, like, I didn't know about the beef. They were just contacting yeah, 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 me because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a talent no, kind of fine. thing. I would fine. be like, yes, I will wrestle because I want the opportunity kind of thing. Right. And that's where I'm just like, the loyalty thing, you can be loyal, but it's like, I ain't going to be loyal to you for a whole month and not work kind of thing. You yeah, know, totally like... That, that part, I have to agree with you 100%. Like, you know, it, it, that, that's I was just, just kind of worried if you're going to start doing... But... Now, keep in mind, I work for TNB. I don't work for UCW. So, you know, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt TNB because TNB... Crippin' from wrong here. We've had talks with uh, Bauer Pro, mm -hmm. and we we toyed with the idea. Although UCW doesn't hundred percent want us to, but they are not going to stop us either. Yeah, um, I mean exactly. We, we, I we, mean we, like we, you we know talked about working with Bauer Pro, I, and I just found out about the UCW thing. So I mean like I'm excited for for that. Like like I'd be excited to work both places. It's it's great I on a resume. They, it's, it shows they, uh, resume. They see, but but if you're so worried about that crap. Then, like, was, you know, that's when, petty when Mishido, stuff well, to when, me. When Mishido came to Thompson in Viral Pro's territory, although yeah. I don't believe in territory anymore, some of the guys from Viral Pro well, were Well, even before that, with Flatline. Mm -hmm. When Flatline closed down and Bushido, Bushido like, tried right to do that, Patriots. people were getting pissed that we're going there. I'm like, Flatline's not even around okay, anymore. Okay, okay. Here, here's my, my argument with that part. The reason why I got... I wasn't even a member of Flatline. I was one of their rivals, but I respected what we was doing with, with Flatline Pro, okay? I even had him on the, uh, the podcast early on with yeah. the shootout, okay? And, and I, I've got to... Dude, that was a great episode. Here, here's the thing. That, here's the thing. That, yeah, it was. Here, 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 my thing was. Okay, they came with was it the very next week or the, the very, very next, next month? month. You know, had it right when after Flatline shut they down. They advertised it in the last show. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of <laughs> felt like the next that was month. a little bit of a. 
A little bit of a disrespect, in my opinion. They could have gave it. I don't know. Maybe I know it's all just business and whatnot. Maybe what meant to be taken personal. You don't think that when know, ECW, I know closed, some of the guys that you don't you think know, that when when ECW closed in the bingo hall that someone didn't immediately try to book that place for. Oh, no, they did. It, 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 I know they it's did. business. I know it's business. But see, exactly. I, also know, I also know one of the guys is kind of like. Hey, we're going to capitalize on their fan base. We're going to try to steal their fan base and everything. Hey, if Flatline's dead, Rusty's not dead. Here comes Machido. And it's funny, is the, the, it. the guy who <laughs> runs the promotion was actually with Flatline I get and it. got canned. You know, got I, canned. I, and, and, and like I, I get it, but to me, to me, when it comes to that stuff, I just think that that's kind of petty. No, on, and it's on like, Machido's side of side, now it was a good business decision to yeah. try to capitalize on Flatline's success. Yeah, Flatline could be pissed off about far as Machido does. Hey, it was a good business decision. Now, great. I don't know what the fan base was at that particular show. But Twelve people. But need I say more? That's that's yeah. loyalty <laughs> right there, Caleb. The Flatline fan base is now nah, we were loyal to Flatline. It's yeah. just it's kind of like it's kind of like your grandma dies and everybody just when your grandpa remarries to somebody else. You may not be jumping up for joy. Yeah, I'm just you know, might be a bad example. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm just I'm just saying, you know. I don't know. I mean, like, like, I just... like say for instance, if if, if WCW, when WCW freaking died, I wasn't jumping up for joy to watch the WWE the very next day either. I was like I said, I was pro. WCW. Unfortunately, I was like turned into a WWE fan by that point. WCW pissed me off. That's okay, a WCW story. pissed me off too, but I was still I was the captain. Went down with the freaking ship. Yeah, I started watching the WF again. My my, I think it was probably. It was either, no, I went SummerSlam. You called me up and said, Bill, raw. Okay. Woo! Ric Flair showed up, dude. I was all happy. Again. Oh, yeah. And I realized then, Vince McMahon is going to do it right. He's going to do it right. Yeah, he's going to bring some of the guys in and give them a little bit of shine, and it's not going to be a complete beatdown like the Invasion was. Yeah, that's but a different podcast for another. Hey, man, we get, we get a little close over the time here. I didn't get a chance to really ask about the whole podcast and everything. Give me a couple minutes on shooting the shit. Okay. That's, that's some funny shit. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. Welcome back. To, <laughs> see you next time on the shootout. I'm just kidding, dude. No, Give me a little bit but, of shit here, dude. Well, it, uh, yeah, but like, like you asked, uh, like, like how how we got the podcast going and everything. But basically, what happened was uh, after that, um, after I kind of like didn't necessarily want to pursue the ring for a little bit i was you know looking to try to uh find like better jobs and stuff like that and i got a master control job with wfxg which is really fun right now for me so uh um i I really like the job but uh i I work at uh, on the weekends now at nights and at night i i was sitting there and they had tv screens and we had fox news on like several of them and I was just watching reports about what they were saying, and it was around the time where the kneeing in the NFL was taking place uh, really, you know, heavily and stuff like that. And then there was, there were uh, opinions about wrestling, sports, and music that like um, people were saying uh, about stuff that I liked, but they were always saying something negative about it, and and I felt like uh, there was other stuff that should have been said about you know things and I had opinions about stuff and my dad was a radio personality Matt Stovall uh, mornings with Harley Matt and Mary Liz on uh, WGAC and uh, Christopher told me your dad was doing with uh, Austin Rose too yeah Austin uh, he did the news uh, 
with uh, during Austin Rhodes' show, and uh, he helped Austin get into the business. Really? Uh, yeah, he did. They they became good friends and everything. Like he he did uh, uh, high school football games with Austin and stuff like that. So that's how the. Uh, they I both used to be a like, follower of Austin Rhodes. I actually like this. I love yeah. when uh, sports on Channel 12 News and yeah. So like, I, so like, I'm good friends with like Austin and and, and all of them and stuff like that. But right, uh, I'm gonna get your autograph before after after show. <laughs> I, right. want, I want to say the man Tan who knows Austin Rhodes. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, um, but yeah, like, uh, so like, I I had always you know kind of wanted to do like a, a a radio type show or like and i was listening to a lot of podcasts i was i was i was listening heavily to uh something to wrestle with with bruce pritchard oh yeah me too bro the tony shivani one that's obviously my favorite with? one i love that one I love that's my favorite one because they're talking about wcw all yeah, the time man, and everything but uh it, it, that one i was listening to xbox uh, podcast. Um, his is pretty good. I mean, his just sound like a bunch of stoners <laughs> sitting around hey, hey, <laughs> talking heard, about uh, stuff. Have you heard uh, Talk is Jericho? Yes, I have. His I, is I pretty Talk good. Yeah, I like I like his uh, Austin. First star listener. Yeah, it was Stone Austin, Cold. The yeah. Steve Austin show and Woo Nation, the Ric Flair show. Yeah, that one's it's a good kind of, one. That's my first heard Conrad Thompson. Yes, how he got on the air, you know. Yeah, so that was like how I just kind of got into like the podcast kind of phase and I was like man you know I, I I would like to say stuff about some stuff that I like and see if people feel the same way or something like that so that's when I hit up Chris and I was like hey man are you still doing uh podcasts and everything like that and uh lo and behold he was still here and he he said he said yeah and uh so we hooked up and uh I came up with the concept, and he was down with it. And uh, actually, you had an idea for the name, but I'm the one that kind of name. Yeah, finalized it. Yeah, he finalized it and everything. And uh, well, you know, it's kind of how the shooter got started. You know, I, just, I, I first heard the Ross report with Jim Ross, the Steve Austin show. Oh yeah, I listened to that one. Yeah, I listened all over. And, and like when uh, I was talking to Chris, I was like telling Christopher, we got a lot. Of, we got so many also, great stories, man. I also love sports talk shows as yeah, well me too. Like, and I, stuff I, yeah, like that. I, I, I love the ESPN with the whole. I mean, I'm a boxing fan too. I hear yeah. all kind of great shows, but all the boxers telling their war stories in the ring. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I'm like, AWF, WFJ, Flatline, Rome, so many great EWA, so many great wrestling promotions. Um, and it's also like, like we all got good war stories. And I'm like, I was telling Christopher, let's give it a shot. And we're, I'm cooking dinner, grilling the steak yeah. on the grill. Next thing you know, he put a microphone, start recording, and the rest was history. And it's also like, like, like the the main reason I, I really wanted to do it was it, it's putting focus on a lot of subjects that are not talked about enough in the media, no, and that I felt like people should know about, or, or they should have opinions of, or something, or to give it the spotlight like it deserves. Like for sports, in, for instance. Um, I'm a huge hockey fan. I love the NHL. I've loved hockey ever since uh, uh, the, the Augusta Lynx Augusta came Lynx. down here um, I was in, the, I in was 1990. At, I was, I was at their, uh, 98, bro. Oh, yeah, 98. I, I was at their very first game. My, my, well, my wife now, but my, fiance, my girlfriend at the time, yeah. bought me you know those tickets, and I went to the very first ever Augusta Lynx hockey game. So yeah. It was really cool. I've been a hockey fan, too. Yeah, but 
you know, hockey kind of took a bit of a hit over the years. It did, unfortunately. In, in ratings. Well, I mean, and, in the South, hockey's just not as big as it is up north. Yeah, like Canada. the Atlanta Thrashers are yeah. uh, Atlanta Knights. are dead, you know, and stuff like that. It, or they, they got they got traded to Winnipeg. Yeah. And um, stuff like that. And so, like, and like, not enough people talk about hockey. Even ESPN, who's supposed to be the sports channel and covers all sports, doesn't talk about hockey not enough. All they talk about basketball and football and college football and college basketball. And I'm like, where's the hockey talk? Where is the, you know, where where are these teams that bust their ass that have better competitive games than I see on the NFL or anything like that and stuff like? So I. So that's why I really wanted to do it. Like I wanted to, you know, focus on things. And when it comes to the wrestling, and, and I've told Chris this, when it comes to talk about the wrestling aspect of it, I, I don't want it to be just a whole, you know, thirty-minute bash session no, on on no, how no. much WWE sucks. All oh, their storylines sucks. Blah blah blah. Because that's one thing I'll say about today's wrestling is it's not even. A, it's not even like the wrestling today that pisses me off. It's today's fans that piss me off. Because everyone that gets on the computer somehow has booked wrestling for 50 years and knows what the fuck they're talking about. Like, like I get that Vince McMahon might not be making the best decisions these days, but how are you going to tell someone who's been around for over 70 years yeah. how to run a damn event? Exactly. Kind of thing. It's like... I get that there are things that he's doing that, that don't make sense and stuff like that, but I'm not going to go up to him and say, hey, you should fucking book it like this, or you should book Roman Reigns like this, or you should blah, 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 do all this, because it's just like, are you kidding me? Like, And so that's what we try to do. Like, I try to be fair when, when I'm talking about it. I point out the good and the bad. And then for the music session, you know, not a lot of people talk about metal and stuff like that. Not a lot of people talk about metal and 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 a lot of uh, a lot of music out there and stuff like that. Everyone just talks about country or pop or rap. So right, I decided right. I decided you know I'm going to bring the focus on to stuff that I like and stuff that I feel people should check out and stuff like that. Chris has actually you know checked out a lot of music that he thought he'd never check out and he's actually liked some of it yeah kind of thing so like chris is, chris is good like that he's really cool uh, i mean chris will follow a lot of the, the stuff with the music and, and and we've we toured the idea of bringing more sport talk um i think you'll be perfect to do the sports talk for tmb yeah i want to keep i'm wanting to venture out and do combat sports i want to talk more about mma and boxing and, and, and yeah uh, arm wrestling even amateur wrestling i want to start following the local high schools when during wrestling season mm -hmm. i want local high schools and amateur wrestling i want amateur wrestling to come i'm well, a big big amateur wrestling fan so i'm kind of really, hoping to uh and really the format of the show the reason i talk about like three different subjects was because i just couldn't figure out which one i wanted to talk about more so i was just like chris let's just talk about all three of them and it took off well you know if you listen to the pilot episode of the shootout, you know, and my first thought process, hey, I'm going to do local indie wrestling. I'm going to talk about TNA, WWE, WCW. Mm -hmm. It really just turned into, I'm focused on you know, the indie wrestlers. Yeah. And I thought about, you know what? After hearing something to wrestle with and what happened when with Tony Schiavone, <laughs> and I'm like, they're talking about it from their perspective, from a booking perspective, a notch perspective. Like, hey, how about a podcast from the fans' perspective, what we saw growing up? 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And give us some good, you know, that's what I came up with. Yes, we love wrestling. Yeah. And, dude, you have an open invitation. Anytime you want to get on there, and we're going to talk about things we love about professional wrestling. Yeah, I'm down got, for that. You're definitely uh, on there, man. Yeah, man. Like, like like I said, like, like for our wrestling aspect, we just try to – we try to – I try not to make it seem like I know everything about wrestling, but I do know – a lot of my stuff because I followed it for many years. I, I and and then when I got in the ring, a lot more things make course, sense and man. stuff like that and everything. And you know, like I just I try not to sound like your typical Mark that just has all the answers when clearly I don't, or else I would be booking events. I would be owning my own wrestling promotion and stuff like that. But I don't know everything and stuff like Dude, that. You never know. So, so we old, try man. to look at not just WWE, but we look at New Japan, ROH, Lucha Underground, just a lot of the wrestlers and, I and can't promotions. Wait. I cannot that, wait to hear more talks. On New, I'm, I'm a big fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, and it's, it's grown and I'm a lot. More about, I'm learning more about Ring of Honor, actually. I didn't follow Ring of Honor at first. When I started hearing guys like Samoa Joe, even CM Punk, kind of rose to the ranks of Ring of Honor. Yeah. Opportunities with the WWE and team. DNA, yeah, I started watching it. Now I was kind of really impressed, you know. Yeah, well, but um, it, we gotta wrap this up, man. I know we went way yeah. overboard. Yeah, we tend it. to do that a lot on shooting the. Sh this is shootout. This yeah, is the no, shootout but... with some crap and some shit into it. Hey, it's fine. <laughs> hey, we're having fun. That's what it's all about here. But guys, um, we're gonna wrap this show up here. Caleb Stavall, thanks for being on the show, man. I'm gonna ask you one last question now. Is there anything you want to get off your chest right now? Uh, about what? Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm the survivor of pain, Bill Blanchard, along with Christopher Dwayne Dickens. We even have Wolfgar here listening to tonight. Wolfgar? Yeah. Who knows? I got you, man. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time on the Wrestling Shootout. I'm the survivor of pain, Bill Blanchard. We'll see you next time. <laughs>